0: Good afternoon, everybody, and a Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of the State News Sports Podcast. I'm Stephen Oshansky and Casey Harrison sitting across from me. You know, it's as always, and what is this? 27 shows now. I think we've gotten in pretty deep now. Yeah, it's almost become routine for us. It's <laughs> so, I, I wake up in my sleep and I go,
1: "Welcome to the State News Podcast, everybody." Right. Casey Harrison here. It's it's almost <laughs> you're not unhealthy. having your
0: night terrors about editing, huh?
1: <laughs> that's what that's what the news business will do to you.
0: <laughs> anyway, you, you know, just wait, Stephen. Uh, we had. Uh, an interesting weekend in sports and especially college sports with the college football playoff rankings becoming final and uh an upset by penn state which uh i'm a little disgusted by and that um, was
1: you know what i had no idea i did not think that penn state had the capability to come back after being down
0: 28 to 7 we'll get into that as well and the other thing is Michigan State stay basketball i know we put on the cover time to worry and we uh we both said no it's not time yet but they uh Almost lost Earl Roberts the other day, Casey, and you'll take me through that one as well. But I want to start off with Penn State. Um, I never wanted to see a program not win something more than Penn State. Oh yeah. I, I look. Maybe it's not fair to always think of the Sandusky scandal and Paterno every time I think of Penn State, but God, it, it, that's all I can think about. Every like, because look, that was in the time when I when I was young and, it, and it realizing was, that how horrible those things were. Um, and every time I think of Penn State, I think of that and their football program and their school and how I don't want their football program to succeed. And somehow they, their fans see themselves as victims and that yeah. this is some harrowing Hercules type story that they came from some zero to hero all of a sudden when that program, you know, I w- if they never played football again, I wouldn't care. I mean, that, that story broke.
1: I think we were sophomores in high school
0: Mm, when it happened,
1: and that's arguably one of your most impressionable phases in your entire life, Mm. and for, I mean, I just don't understand how a lot of Penn State fans can go, we deserve this,
0: after after four years of... And somehow they they thought the NCAA screwed them or something. That was probably the most dubious part of that whole thing, was that... They At the end of it, they, they, their people are crying that they don't get football for the next, or they get football, but they don't get to go to a bowl game. Like I watch people cry at that, that news conference or whatever. They had like the students were watching it in their whatever respective buildings, just freaking out about it. But what did, what did they think the program deserved? When you put football ahead of lives of young children for, I don't know, could have been up to 40 years now almost. You think that you somehow deserve football? Like, maybe I'm a little uh, seething and I'm carrying too much of a grudge, but you know, I can't respect a program that allowed a guy like that to, to go through with that for so many years. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about this current team.
1: I mean, I, for a long time, I wanted to root for James Franklin, but I didn't know about, you know, his past, um, <laughs> especially with the scandal that happened at Vanderbilt. I mean, he, he almost had a Rick Bettino. Type scandal going right. on, and I I can't look at him the same way. And of course, it's only fitting that he goes to Penn State. Right? It, um, oh yeah.
0: I look like.
1: It, I mean, he's a likable guy when you look past the the scandal. But if you're a, a, if you're a somewhat of any kind of a remorseful human being mm-hmm. with just a you know a smidge of humanity, then you can't look past that. Um, I. I it, Penn State is probably the most unlikable team in college football. Mm, I don't know if that. Eh, I don't know
0: if I go that far, but I see what you're saying. Though. I mean, why wouldn't they though? I mean, name a more unlikable team. Nah, that's true. I guess it all depends on your definition of it unlikable or the caveats behind it in terms of what the program has done in the last decade Oh, okay yeah. i can understand that then yeah they they to me um represent a lot of things that, that could go wrong and i would be the first one calling for mark d'antonio's job if you know if he ever did something on the scale that paterno did or if he housed uh, any of his assistants were doing the things sandusky did you know god forbid that would ever happen to anywhere to anybody to anywhere but if it was if that happened at d'antonio's program Oh, my God, I'd be the first one calling for his job, but I would never I would never sugarcoat things like the people at Penn State did because that's all they have and it's the it's a it's a a sad existence and that look like, yeah, like I said it disgusted me to see that Penn State won because I, uh, I, I, I I didn't watch the game like I told you I wouldn't and you know I was I was disgusted by. It just, I was disgusted. Just, just they hear that Penn State won, and that I'm glad they weren't in the college football playoff. It almost, maybe I did, in a sense, so they could get obliterated by Alabama. But, oh, like. Like, look, I, every time I think of Penn State, I'm going to think of that program. I'm going to think of what happened under Paterno's Watch, what happened, what Jerry Sandusky did to some of those kids, and what, how, how despicable their fans are. Like, there, there's a level of which I hate certain programs and their fan bases because they're insufferable, because they demand a lot and think they're the greatest things to ever walk the earth. But this is a whole different level. And maybe it's... I, you know, maybe it's only so many few, but I remember after the Paterno stuff happened and Paterno died and a lot of these things were coming to light, they people were still taking pictures at the statue. Like, I don't know what goes through your skull. Like, you just you worship a guy as a god and when he's proven to be less than human you know, it, it sucks. You gotta get over it. And you gotta think clearly. This is how you end up with uh unaw- like awful circumstances in the country like what we're currently going through for a lot of your things. This is what happens. Because people are dumb. People are Oh, it's just so, so dumb. Like I, it, I, I hate. Like I keep saying, it and I keep harping on it. But I was, I was sickened to see Penn State win it. Um, I don't think they deserved it. Whatever. Great football team. Good for it. I don't like the program, and I never will. It's almost gonna be the same thing with with Baylor. The more I find out about Baylor, I'm never gonna like Baylor, and I'm All gonna right. hope they lose every game.
1: Well, let's move forward now, and let's talk a little bit about the landscape that is the college football playoff. So one Big Ten team, and Washington got in representing the Pac-12. You you said you agreed with it before that you don't think that
0: more than one Big Ten team should have gotten in. Um, Do you still stand by those comments? Um, I think so. I think uh, Penn State played great football down the end. And um, did they have a case to get there? I thought so. But when you lose to, um, they got obliterated by Michigan very early in the season. They, were, was a very different weekend, team they then. were very different. Penn State was playing its best football towards the end and, and got the job done. And like I said, there's no conceivable way Michigan should have been in. We got it. We went through that one. When you lose two of your last three games, and um, especially when you piss away a ten point lead in the fourth quarter, practically, um, you know you don't deserve to be in it. And I thought Penn, I thought Ohio State throughout the year was the best team in the Big Ten. I, you couldn't argue that question, even if Penn State winning it. I think you played that matchup. You know, ten times a year, Ohio State, Penn State, Ohio State wins that one probably eight times out of ten. And I it, look it it made sense for Clemson to be in, it made sense for Alabama to be in, obviously. It made sense for Ohio State. and it made sense for for Washington. Do I think USC is better than Washington? Yeah. However, Washington only finished with one one loss. And at the end of the day, when you take care of your business like you're supposed to and you win your conference with just one loss like that, you, you, this is the landscape. I still agree with that landscape. I don't think there should have been two Big Ten teams in that. And I think USC probably got the best consolation prize. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. going to the going to the Rose Bowl and playing Penn State—that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Hopefully, and USC obliterates them. You, you, you want you want to know it's another really good bowl game to watch?
0: Is it the Cotton Bowl? Yes. <laughs> uh, Two two teams near and my dear. Favorite, my favorite is that is every. No, keep go Go ahead. Go ahead. Two
1: teams near and dear to the Big Ten region here in East Lansing. Um, a lot of people who know relatives, friends, family that went to Western Michigan. And of course, Wisconsin's really just a hop, skip, and a jump away from here. All right. Um, I think Wisconsin though, wins that game by a landslide. I, I don't I think, think it that might game's be closer be.
0: than people think, though. I think because Western will have that. That added I think hype it's a three score. It. game. Western will have that hy- added hype to it. I obviously it won't be a home game. Western. I mean, who's a Western fan? Yeah, <laughs> like okay, let's let's legitimately ask that question. That, that you went to the school, but you you most likely don't care about the football team except when they pull a season off like this. And, you know, I guess hold on to P.J. Fleck's last game of the Cotton Bowl because, you know, if I'm P.J. Fleck, um, I'm going to Oregon or I'm going anywhere else that offers me a lot more money and a bigger school. I think but,
1: Oregon's a really good case for him. Um, if Chip Kelly ends up leaving Notre Dame, that might be Brian a little – Kelly. Er, yes, yes, that's my mistake. Um, I, I think that could be a little too much pressure for him. I don't think he's proven himself – to go to a school quite like that, like a real blue blood program. I don't think they'd hire him. Um, I I could see him going to a school like Houston, um, the uh, kind of middle of the pack who's on the on the verge of being a really good school. Um, well, Purdue's off the table now because yeah. of their
0: new hiring. Well, I don't know if I'd ever want to go to Purdue. Purdue right. might be a death. Sentence That's more there. money. That's it's Big Ten, but yeah. I, I, just going back to the Cotton Bowl, I, I was going to be interesting. To see, I think it was like you can get like. Tickets for twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and that's the Cotton Bowl. Like Cotton Bowl sells usually pretty well, and so twenty bucks to get in there, like if Western like... family, good, good for you. I mean, obviously you're you're only really caring about this if you went to the school or you currently go. Like I I could like. I mean, it's nice to see Western win the match. Good for them, because they're not going to win another. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great for senior, the school.
0: It's a senior laden team. They're not going to win another one, because PJ Flex leaving. Good for them. They got they got one uh, their one win, and it's good for a small time program to see it. Like, look, just hold on to it, because it's not going to happen for another twenty years. I could see like a nice little cheesy movie. Being made about Western Michigan. (laughs) I mean, I'm
1: not. I'm not saying that as like an insult, but like that's like Hoosiers, you know, like a movie like that. Like who would have ever thunk at the beginning of the season that Western Michigan would have had a better record against the Big Ten than Michigan State did? That's true. Like nobody would have ever in a million years thought that that they would have been able to beat Northwestern and Illinois and Michigan State couldn't do that.
0: Here's here's the um, here's what those ratings are gonna look like. Uh, a lot of Wisconsin people will watch, uh, but it's more like a consolation prize for them. So they'll they'll probably be tired out and you know wishing they had won those extra those three games that they lost because uh, they were all winnable games for them. Especially the Michigan one, I think. If that game was played either at a neutral site or at Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin comes away with the win in that one. Oh yeah, and what's the other? I mean, I mean, what's going to have a high rating in Kalamazoo? I, I look. West, I, like if I you're think a West, there's if a pretty good to, alumnus
1: base for Western across the whole state, though. I mean, especially in like me, Metro
0: Detroit. Okay. Yes, but I mean, still, even those ratings aren't going to be very high. I mean, look, like who, like if if only you, yeah, if you went there, there's probably the only people, like people like me or you or uh, people. This is the bowl season I, with not a lot of sex oh, no. appeal. But like, um, I mean, I, I I barely watch bowl games anyway. I mean, even. Alabama and
1: Washington, like, you know who's going to win that one. Like, if, you, <laughs> if, if Alabama doesn't win that one by two or three scores it's it's right that, that's a red flag for nick saban uh, nothing's a red flag for nick saban let's yeah. get that through our right. heads right now <laughs> it's, i'll bet you in 10 or 20 years it's going to be called the nick saban national championship game
0: coach of the be. year is going to be called like the nick saban award it should be i mean think about it but like i said like that cotton bowl i mean there's nobody's going to care about it. you don't care about this game unless you went to western or i mean local people i mean great it's a good story it's a feel-good story that happens x amount of years like another 30 years when you and I are both, what, 50-something, it'll happen again, probably? Like, look, good for them. Like, you you hope they win that game, but, I mean, like, I don't care either way. Like, I'm not going to be heartbroken. Oh, Western didn't win. Like, I mean, good good for the people who went there. Good for the alumni, all that. I'm happy for them, but... You know, like, I, I honestly don't care <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, I mean, good for, like I, like I said, good for Western, but uh, at the end of the day, it's not going to be watched and they're not going to sell out. So it's kind of interesting for me to to think about the Cotton Bowl actually placing Western and Wisconsin in that game. It, it, it It's funny when the good, like, think about it this way. Like, when Michigan State... Um, it's not a big traveling fan base. Michigan State does not travel very well. Ohio State travels well. Michigan travels well. Any of the Blue Bloods travel well. That's why they're Blue Bloods, right? Um, Wisconsin ain't going to pack the place. And Western sure as hell ain't going to pack Arlington. Um, maybe they proved me wrong, but I doubt it. And, look, like, that could be, like bowl games already lose money anyway. The Cotton Bowl's just taken a substantial loss with this one, but it's Jerry World after all. I doubt he really cares. Yeah. And after they've had what they had the national title game a couple years ago, and then they've got they had last year's what semifinal with Michigan State and Alabama. I mean, sure they made a lot of money, but oh, yeah. but like look, yeah that 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 bowl game. You know, hopefully, you know, like I hope West like maybe they pull it out. I mean, that'd be good for them, but. <laughs> I, I keep laughing, but like it just seems so odd to me to see Western there and um, whatever. You know, good for them. Can we also talk about how the Peach Bowl? I mean,
1: that's the that's the game with Alabama and Washington. How it's being played at Georgia. That
0: is that is so not fair in terms of like a home field advantage. Oh, we well, but the home, the, but the number, the better higher seed is supposed to get the closer the home game. Yeah. You know? So, but I mean,
1: if you look at um, the Fiesta Bowl with. Uh, Ohio State and Clemson—they're playing in Arizona. Like it's a little bit closer to.
0: I mean, it's just the way that that they get drawn up. I mean, Florida State and Oregon was in the Rose Bowl. You know, the best the
1: best bowl game might be, Clemson and Ohio State.
0: That might be an issue. That's that's going to be a very fun game to watch. Because it's going to be one team, Ohio State, with a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of young guys, and a senior team in Clemson, and practically Deshaun Watson, maybe his last game. I've liked what Dabo Sweeney's done with Clemson over the past. The Three, defense, the defense is not as good, and if it's a rematch between Clemson and Alabama, Alabama's going to blow them out. Oh well, I think Alabama's going to win this one no matter what. I remember, I remember when I said Clemson would get back again. Like I'm, I'm still going to stick to it. I'm going to pick Clemson over Ohio State. Um, and I think, you know, when I said at the beginning of the year that Clemson could win the national title game, I just anticipated them to carry off where they were and, and win a little bit more, and um, you know, play a little bit better. But their defense isn't isn't that good, so. Um, yeah, I'm still sticking with Clemson. I think Ohio State, you know, can roll, and they're obviously very good. Um, I'm going to stick with Clemson on the on the senior side because I think if they can get enough pressure on JT Barrett, he'll he'll have some miscues. But we'll we'll get into those predictions at another day. So,
1: uh, real quick before we break into our next segment, um, I think another good bowl game to watch for is going to be the Orange Bowl. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines still a little. Salty about uh, <laughs> that loss to Ohio State. Yeah, not saying. Jim's a, Jim doesn't want to do his pressers anymore. But they're going to be taking on a Florida State team, and that game is literally in Florida I State's I'll, backyard. You're
0: probably watching that game for sure. Um,
1: that's going to be interesting because Michigan has not f- like been able to fare well for themselves on the road. Right. Um, I think Michigan, on paper, is the better team and I think they should come away with a victory. Right. But if you're a Michigan fan and they don't win that game, I think that that draws a little bit of a red flag because that means, I mean, Jim wasn't able to get it done three <laughs> different times on the road where two of those games were they'll, very winnable.
0: They'll, they'll tell you bowl games are meaningless. <laughs> Even though they had touted the uh, Citrus Bowl win over a, a deadbeat Florida team last year that was... No better than a drunken dad in uh, Downriver. Well, you
1: know, uh, Michigan beat the SEC team, and Michigan State could beat the SEC team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we know. know. Um, When we come back, we'll talk a little bit. Is it time to worry with Michigan State basketball when we come back?
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the State News Sports Podcast. Casey Harrison taking you along for a Tuesday edition of our show. And, Stephen, I don't think it's time to worry yet with MSU basketball, but you haven't quite seen the results that I think people have been expecting through the first nine games, heading in their tenth. Um, on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night against Youngstown State, and with that team, they're a very high-scoring team. They're averaging over 80 points a game. And MSU is going to be without Miles Bridges. Um, I heard today that it was confirmed that he has a stress fracture. Um, he'll be out two to three weeks, and he'll be learning to play with that because I am sure that's probably that might nag him a little bit throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um so, Youngstown State come away with a narrow four-point win against Oral Roberts. Um, I think to a lot Youngstown of people...
0: State
1: did? No, no, no. The school you go to. I'm saying, like, they, they have oh. Youngstown State up next. I, I speak in short. like It's almost like a telegraph. Like, I, I can only get X amount of characters off. It's oh, like a tweet. Um, so, they're playing Youngstown State on Tuesday, got away with a four-point win against Oral Roberts. Um A lot of people think that it might be a little, uh, it might be time to freak out, but I still don't think, though. Wow. Think so. Um, After the game against Oral Roberts, Tom Izzo was very adamant. He was very displeased with the team's effort level. Um, He said he he keeps using the term AAU basketball. Um, It might be a little fitting for them, um, but he was very assuring that he's going to kick their ass in practice. Um, He he said, I don't care if we have to practice twice a day, have two two film sessions, go back again and practice, we're going to get the job done and we're going to make sure that these guys compete um, from from the time tip-off all the way to the final buzzer. And I think you're starting to see a lot of growth, Um, Cassius Winston really starting to take control, being a little bit more of a vocal leader on the team, um, especially when guys like Aaron Harris and Matt McQuaid, are giving you wishy-washy performances. Um, I, I was talking with Connor Clark earlier today, and he was telling me that at the press conference, um, Izzo really kind of said that since Matt McQuaid was injured during um, the summer that he didn't really get that time to develop and make a, the big step up from a freshman to a sophomore in terms of skill and development. Um, and then Aaron Harris, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. You, you can get 31 points like you did against Florida Gulf Coast, or you can get 12 points like you did against Oral Roberts. Um, Nick Ward has been, I think, the biggest surprise. Um, Tom Izzo even said it himself. He said that, wow, I didn't expect this guy to even play at all this year. And, <laughs> I mean, he he's Big Ten Freshman of the Week this week. Um Averaging 17-point-something a game in, in the two games against Duke and Oral. Um, Oral Roberts. I, I'm not just going to call him Oral. That's weird. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Nick Ward's been down 30 pounds already. Um, he, he You can tell, though, he gets a little fatigued. Um, he said he's also been fighting off a cold for the last few days. Um, so I'm, that doesn't obviously add to you know your stamina. But... I think MSU was in good shape. Um, th- this is going to be a very close game against Youngstown State. I'm telling you that right now. Um, I'm I'm expecting another slim victory. Um, and then even going up against a team like Oakland University, I don't know if they win that game without Bridges. I mean, Bridges, he's been their top scorer. He's been probably one of the top 15 best players in all of college basketball this year. Um and he's, he's very important to the team going forward. Um, Steven, do you have any other questions for me?
0: No, <laughs> oh, I think you answered everything. Look, I, I think a lot of it comes down to they're just not tough yet. No, and that's something that Izzo has really kind of
1: reiterated time and time again. And he, I mean, I, I told you the stories of practice where he just yells at these kids for moping around and not, not really playing the grittiest basketball, and Connor even wrote it in one of his articles. I mean, the team needs more grit. Um, and it, it's going to come with time. It's just, it, it's going to come with, you know, Izzo just busting their balls a little bit. Um, th- nothing really to worry about. Cause with, with Bridges being out, this is the period of time you want him to be out for.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, I mean, this stretch I mean, of I really five games—you pretty much talked over everything. So yeah,
1: I mean, you've got Youngstown State, and then you've got Tennessee Tech, Oakland, and then you start up Big Ten play against Minnesota, and then you end the month uh, with Northwestern back here at home, and those are all like—they're—they're they're not every game's a tough game. Um, take, taking a page out of Aaron Harris's book, he—he he always says that every game's a tough game, and it is. Um, but they, it's not Duke, it's not Kentucky, it's not Arizona, it's not Baylor. And so, yes, you're going to be missing bridges, and yes, that makes every game that much more tougher. But at the end of the day, um, you still are a very quality Big Ten school. You're a very quality team. And it the older guys got to step up. Um, they haven't, and, and I'm talking about the whole team right here, they haven't been doing very well in transition defense. And... It's just going to come with time. Um, they're still a very young team. Most of them, really, not even upperclassmen except for Tum Tum, Alvin, Alice, and Aaron Harris. Um, and they're a banged up team. Once they get healthy, they're going to be a very good team. <laughs> um. Yeah, Stephen. I'm. I'm glad uh, you're a very functioning part of this conversation.
0: well, I mean, there was no. I mean, what, what, what am I supposed to say? And I mean, <laughs> you just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere for me Steven's to Steven's just looking down on his phone drooling. Uh, I'm just there's nowhere for me to interject because you hit all the points. I mean, what, I already was, I said my case. They're just not tough yet, and then you kept going. So yeah. I had nothing to I had nothing no, they'll to get add. there.
1: So uh, I had nothing to add. my message to you is don't freak out just yet. Um, they might lose a game here. It, it might be a shocking one, but um, I mean, what else do you expect when you don't have your number one player? Um, th- they're still winnable games, but. Like I said, um, anything can happen in college basketball. And if you remembered Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, then those wounds are still fresh in your mind. Anyway, um, Stephen, are there any final
0: thoughts going with you in today's show? No, I mean, I, th- I think we hit it all, um, and <laughs> it's a tired day. So. Um, you're a little fatigued. Yeah. Thomas wouldn't like you right now. No, probably not. No. He, he'd call you
1: um, probably many different names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he'd call you like an AAU player. Right, right. you exactly. got to be better than that. Exactly. Anyway, um, to everybody listening out there, I hope you have a safe and happy Tuesday and the rest of the week. And we will see you on Friday.